Hello, stars. It is your host, G. And today I am bringing you another Star 47 podcast. Today's episode five is about the seven laws of the infinite universe. I will be reading to you from perhaps the most important cornerstone of my occult spiritual study. This was the best $10 I probably spent in my life thus far. And the name of this book, it's a very popular book. The name of it is The Kabbalion. K-Y-B-A-L-I-O-N. And the author is The Three Initiates. So you spell initiates, I-N-I. T-I-A-T-E-S. That's the author of this version of the Kabbalion. There are many different versions of the Kabbalion, but I gravitate toward this one because it seems to make it most simple and plain for the average reader. And it's not super dense either. It's a relatively short read, getting straight to the point without too much uh, fluff and, and jargon. Okay, so I'm really just going to be going through this book, giving you some notes and highlights from my own uh, study. I've read this book dozens of times um, and each time I find something more. However, I'm going to just go through and kind of give you some main highlights and basic understanding of the seven laws that govern our reality. Whether you believe in them or not, it doesn't change the fact that these laws exist in your life. And if you pay attention, you will see where they manifest themselves. However, we will be talking about not just what the laws are, but how you can use them to your benefit in order to begin to take control of your own immediate reality, okay? So, I'm going to go from the beginning, uh, starting with the first law. Now, this information is ancient. Um, these are the teachings of a sage known as Hermes try Magistus, um, who is said to be an ancient Egyptian man or God who created astrology, alchemy, and other ma- uh, magical arts. Now, this magician, Hermes, as I refer to him, whether it was a physical being or a concept that was personified through imagery and created into a physical being that way, the information that was left behind from it still is powerful and worth investigation. So let's not get caught up in, well, was this person really alive or or were they not? Because then you're going to miss the boat. The boat is the information or the knowledge, the wisdom that was left behind from anything. 
Okay. So make sure that we not get caught up in names per se and really focus on the principles at hand. Now, before I uh, dive into the seven laws and tell you what they are, we're going to walk through them one by one. I want to um, I want to just kind of draw some parallels here so you can open up your mind a bit and begin to see a bigger picture as to what's going on here as we talk about these things that are considered occult. There are only occult, O-C-C-U-L-T, meaning hidden culture, because if you aren't aware of it, then it's hidden from you. It's really that simple. If you haven't found it or you aren't seeking it actively, then it's going to be hidden from you. Remember, seek and ye shall find. So it never was hidden. You just weren't paying attention. So it really demystifies a lot of these spooky or evil and taboo uh, subjects when you think about it with a common sense approach and put aside your fear-based ego in order to receive a higher level of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Okay? So, in our reality, what we call Earth, right, where we all live and we, we share, we eat, and we, you know, spend our money, um, there are a few connections with the number seven and how it connects and corresponds to these seven laws of our universe. So there are seven colors in a rainbow. There are seven chakras on your human body. There are seven days of the week. There are seven continents on our planet. There are seven major wonders of the world. So the Great Pyramid, um, the Aztec, um, Mayan um, pyramid calendar, things like that. Those are, you know, seven part of the seven wonders. In the Bible, in Revelation, before uh, the rapture. There were seven trumpets that were blown. There are seven seas on our planet. And four oceans. Four oceans, seven seas, 47. Y'all see where I'm going with this. So, that's just a few uh, connections or correspondences to the seven laws of our universe okay so let's get into it what are the seven laws of the universe and how do they connect to us the first law is the principle of mentalism the second is the principle of correspondence the third the principle of vibration the fourth, the principle of polarity. The fifth is the principle of rhythm. The sixth is the principle of cause and effect. And the seventh is the principle of gender. 
Okay, now let's go through one by one. And I'm going to read some notes and highlights along the way. And we're going to talk about and and uh, hopefully explain and demystify these seven laws and hopefully give you some application as well. All right. So the first law, the principle of mentalism, the all is mind. The universe is mental. So the material universe, the phenomena of life, what we call matter and energy in short, all that is apparent to our physical senses is spirit. And in itself, that's unknowable and you cannot define it. You can try by giving it a name, by giving it a name. But ultimately, it is not to be defined by uh, our logical, rationale thinking. However, it you, you if you think of it as just a thought form or just your creative imagination, right? Your mind is an infinite universe and it is living. So right now in your mind, I want you to visualize your favorite superhero. And you can see him probably pretty clearly, right? Just use your imagination and summon or conjure your favorite superhero okay call on that spirit that life form in your mind in your consciousness so you're conscious of it because you're aware of what you are doing of summoning this being right this imaginary force if you will and see him doing his superhero his superhero thing See him doing his superhero thing. Visualize him acting out whatever it is that superhero of yours does. So saving people in the city or fighting a villain, uh, whatever you can come up with uh, creatively. Right. You have this creative, unlimited potential in your mind. You can create an entire universe just for that superhero to do things alone. But you can also do this by visualizing yourself or your own spirit doing the same thing. The all is mine. The universe is mental. Everything within you is a reflection of what's around you and vice versa. So that means all the stars and the planets and solar systems a piece of that or an aspect of them lives within you. The second law is the principle of correspondence. As above, so below. As below, so above. So that's a paradox, if you will, meaning that, as I just said, the outer world is merely a reflection of our inner world. Okay? So as I explained in the podcast before in episode four, the number 47 and how on my birth certificate, I was born at exactly 947 is no coincidence that years in the future, I would be speaking on that number and a spiritual power of that frequency of that vibration 
on star47brand.com on the Star 47 podcast. This is not a coincidence. This is destiny. Okay. Once you find your own purpose and your own path of discovery, of self-discovery, of know thyself, then you too will have these revelations, which is the same as the last name uh, book in the Bible, Revelations, because it is supposed to be occult information that was once hidden is now being revealed to you. Okay, so there is no spooky, evil beings that are going to come out of the ground and attack you. That only creates a mindset of fear. Right. A fear to go within yourself, because if you go within yourself, you will see that those things weren't true all the time. They were just imaginary forces that you thought was real. So it really gives even more credit and power to our imaginations on how we create things and create situations and scenarios and beings that can either serve you or haunt you and hinder you, okay? So walk with me here. The third principle is the principle of vibration. Nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates. So uh, along the page, it says this principle embodies the truth that everything is in motion. Everything vibrates. Nothing is at rest. Which really is hinting at the scientific law of change. Right. So everything in the universe is constantly changing, constantly evolving. It's always moving. It has life. It has this force or this flow. Okay, Uh, pretty pretty simple thing we can all think of some part of ourselves or uh, uh, some instance in life where you know these principles reveal themselves to you or you have encountered them at some point of one or another okay the fourth is the principle of polarity everything is dual everything has poles everything has its pair of opposites Like and unlike are the same. Now, that's a major one right there. Opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. Extremes meet. All truths are but half truths. All paradoxes may be reconciled. So with polarity or this as above, so below this up, down. So you see every pretty much every one of the laws has this left and this right-handed approach, right? So if you ever heard of left-hand path versus right-hand path or white magic versus black magic or Republican versus Democrat or uh, Caucasian versus black man, you see there's always these parallels being drawn in our reality. Boys versus girls, this team versus that team, this fighter versus this fighter. So there's always this this polarity or this push and pull energy like and unlike however are the same so the difference is only in degree so for you as a person you may prefer your bath water piping hot and someone else may like cold water 
where is the definitive line that says something is hot or it's cold? Even though you can measure the temperature in degree, the feeling or the experience of hot and cold is based upon that person's perspective in their universe, in their reality, in their mind, in their understanding. So how they like it, basically. So it really draws together all of um, in our lives, in our lives, when we consider things to be at odds. It really allows you to see how everything is connected, because remember, there is no such thing as a coincidence. A coincidence simply is a coincidence because two things that seemed unrelated or they seemed unlike have a connection so they are the same or they are identical or they have this like i said it's a connection right really simple so that is a very important uh principle to grasp and understand and it manifests in multiple different ways um so in the case of light and darkness um, if I put you in a room that was full of light and it was just so bright, you couldn't see, then I threw you into a blacked out, uh, room with no light at all. You still cannot see, you would still be blinded in the same way. So light and dark, you know, it's still the same effect depending on how you view things or angels and demons. If you study the Goetia, the angels, just like Lucifer, the fallen angel, became a demon or a fallen angle of light, right? A, a physical incarnation, if you will, a holographic image. What is the difference between hard and soft, large and small, sharp and dull, noise and quiet, high and low? So if the universe is infinite, how could you say something is too tall or is high up if there, there truthfully is no limit to up? <laughs> okay. Or what is the difference between love and hate? Or like and dislike? So in our reality, we always can draw these parallels. The fifth principle is the principle of rhythm. Everything flows out and in. Everything has its tides. All things rise and fall. The pendulum swing manifests in everything. The measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. So it's literally all these laws are so interconnected with each other that you can see how like and unlike is the same. Or there is a law of polarity, right? You see how each law is present in the next law. So it really um, embodies the next law, uh, which is talking about vibration. So these ups and downs, right? The uh, highs and lows of our reality. So there are good days and there are bad days. You know, no matter how magical you are, 
you're still going to stub your toe and, you know, maybe have a cold or two. But you can minimize these things. But ultimately, it's part of this physical material experience. All right. That we are acting out or living out these energies that we created within our mind. So in psychology and in mythology, there are things known as archetypes, right? Or basically the most primal force or identity of a particular being or a way, a force of nature, a piece of nature, right? So there are like 12 major archetypes. There are a whole bunch of, there's a list, a very long list, but we can say there are 12 major archetypes and they manifest themselves in different ways. So most people are familiar with the 12 zodiac signs. So it's easy to see. And that's why people read, you know, astral compatibility is to see if their archetype or their zodiac matches up with another archetype or zodiac energy okay and if it doesn't match then y'all probably have like little tiffs in your relationship or you know it, it just may not work out versus when you meet a matching energy or matching archetype and you have the greatest relationship you know you could have thought possible so there's always these connections or these forces that magnetize us together or push us apart you see because it's not good or evil or bad or negative it's just how the energy or the force is playing itself out so i want you to really open up and walk with me here we're gonna really dive into metaphysical concepts now before our physical creation. So if you can, just in your imagination, think of your physical body and see what it would be like before you came into a physical body or what would you be before you were a human, right? Before you were, or even if you, before you were an animal or a tree or a blade of grass, anything where or what was that energy before it went through the process of human birth and uh you know conception and uh nine months um you know um to carry the child or um an animal you know a mammal in nature um that energy what was it before it became even a sperm cell, right? Because your DNA does a whole complicated process to even create that semen. So it was, or that sperm cell, right? So it was a inner, it was multiple different energies, multiple different pieces that came together to create something else. So zero created one, then created uh, two, right? So what I'm saying is if you just, Think back uh, or not think back, but open up your mind a bit and really think critically, you'll see that, okay, maybe 
what I truly am is beyond a limited physical reality because what I truly was or what I truly am was something else before it was human or before it was a tree. So we know there's a water cycle, right? And um, basically the water from the atmosphere falls to our surface as rain. The ground soaks that up and it allows grass and trees to grow flowers. And then those flowers create um, oxygen, right? And we you know, create this carbon dioxide, which feeds the, the plants. So they give us energy, we give them energy. You cannot see these forces. You cannot see this process, but it's happening all the time, right? Basic science that we know. However, that same energy before it was rain, before it was water, before it was earth, before it was skin, before it was flesh, before it was bone, it was something else. So there's always this before and an after, a high and a low. But remember, like and unlike is the same. So if like and unlike is the same, and you have ancestors who are dead or you believe to be deceased, that would mean that you are actually in the same position as them. You are actually dead for a point in time, right? You are deceased. You go to sleep every night um, and you experience a mini death. Okay, so you are in this same reality. Your energy is in captivity in this shell we call a body or some kind of a form, right? Because it even takes energy to create a car or inanimate objects. They still are made of atoms and molecules, are they not? So they have a vibration, too. So that means they have a spirit, too. Okay. Okay, let's move on. So, let me get my place back here. The sixth principle is the principle of cause and effect. Every cause has its effect. Every effect has its cause. Everything happens according to law. Chance is but a name for law not recognized. There are many planes of causation, but nothing escapes the law. So, nothing ever merely happens. So, that's why I explained this process before creation, right? And how if you can just use your imagination and just open and expand and try to think deeper than just here and now and our physical uh, form, you will begin to see that whatever process happened to create your sperm, your cell, your escape pod, right? And allow that reptilian, that tadpole, that kundalini force to grow into some, some form with five limbs, right? with arms and legs and you can walk and talk and you can drive a car, you can do backflips, ride bikes, skateboard, box, 
You can dance, sing, you can rap, you can do all these amazing things just from some basic DNA collision process. A male egg and a female egg come together, right? Or a, a proton and a electron collide and they create a nucleus or a new you, okay? They create a new you. So this process is not super far-fetched or abstract if you think about it in a practical way. So if everything has cause and effect or every cause has an effect, that means there was a reason for you coming into this form. There was a cause for your birth, for your incarnation. So that means it must have an effect on whatever it is you came to do or you will have an effect in this reality. So you must begin to look within yourself and meditate to see if you can find these answers. There are a lot of mysteries in the world. Some of them we may never solve in our lifetime. However, you can still try. Moving along to the seventh and final law. The principle of gender. Gender is in everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes. On the physical plane, the principle manifests as sex. So whether you're a male or female, but on a higher spiritual plane, it manifests in different ways, such as high or low forces or energies, light and darkness, you know, push and pull, things of that nature. But remember, like and unlike is the same. So the male and the female are the same. So now when you think of, you know, maybe transgenders or people who express this androgyny, you will see how it could be the universe's attempt to balancing these polar opposites right? That were once opposite. But as we know, the law says that like and unlike is the same. Therefore, it's no coincidence that the people on a physical level would also express this in their nature, whether consciously or unconsciously. Because every cause has an effect. So you see each law in is in and of itself, right? In the next law. So they all intersect and correspond and cross-reference. So whatever process uh, that happened to create this physical reality, this uh this matrix or this material world 
that we call home, it must have some kind of process or reasoning behind why this would exist in the first place or why we would all be here. I mean, really think about it. I know it seems like nothing and it probably is nothing. However, understanding that our physical reality is actually more of a cage or really not a cage, but just a holding period, like a holding cell for a moment in time, because you do get an escape pod out your death. And we'll talk about death in another podcast. However, that would mean, you know, getting sick and paying rent and, you know, struggling, you know, getting your ass beat. All of these things in the grand scheme or in the big picture, it all did have a reason, even though with our human brains, our human logic and rationale, we might not be able to explain it with words. Because remember, before creation, there were no words. There was no gravity. There is the all is mind. The universe is mental. There is no gravity in your mind. There is no gravity in your imagination. There is no time in your imagination. None of these physical laws exist. Okay. However, the laws of the universe, which is the mind, which is within your mind, do exist and you can use them to your benefit. So, how does this relate to 47? and new age spirituality from a modern urban perspective. Quite simply, once you can understand these seven laws, and I encourage you to buy the book, this was just a quick overview. You need to study this for yourself and just read the seven laws for yourself. You can Google it on your phone if you need to uh, get it done quickly, but I encourage you to study and to take notes and to meditate upon these laws, all right? Meditate upon these laws and really see where each one of them manifests in your reality. So with 47 and how it manifests in my life, it's no coincidence that this law or these seven laws, excuse me, uh, I was able to study in understand them when I began seeking the answers to what was really going on here. Like, why, why am I really here? Like, what is this place? Where am I? Why do I have to feel emotions? Why do I have to feel sadness? Why do I have to feel angry? Why do people in the world around me do things that I don't like? Why is this even possible? What is the point of this? If there was a God, and we all know there's not, if you don't, this is not the podcast for you. If there was a God, why would he create a place where babies get shot, kids die from war, people are homeless, people just roam the streets at night on drugs, they go crazy? Why would he create a place where that's what exists here? Why Why would that even be necessary if 
there was wasn't some sort of raw energy that in order to express or to experience itself. So in order for you to experience the totality of your mind, you had to bring yourself into a place of ignorance in order for you to discover the bounty or the infinite knowledge and abundance that is within our universe that we know of as our physical reality, but how that also connects to our internal spiritual reality, the spirit world, okay? So it must all have a bigger purpose. So what, I, what I'm really getting at is with the archetypes and the energies, there is an energy of poverty and that energy in order to experience itself in order to expand. So if you were perfect and you just did nothing, right? If you were a perfect God or you were a perfect being, there would be nothing to do. You'd have no reason for existence. There's nothing else to do. You just don't do nothing. You are, you would be the nothingness, right? So the nothing becomes something. So the nothing, in order to experience something, it must be in a place of complete ignorance, of nothingness. And then from that point, from baby, you take baby steps, you grow up and you have adult life, you get something, you learn experience, you learn, okay, maybe I shouldn't have came here to this place. Maybe I shouldn't have created this reality in the mind, right? So remember, all of this is mental. So when you die and you don't have a physical body, all you have is your mind. So in your mind, if you create a, a world of uh, oppression and, and you hold on to that and you build up that energy, eventually you're going to make it real. You created a form for it Therefore, it's going to manifest itself as a new life, a new body for you where you can experience that reality over and over in a cycle, right? Or in the uh, the circle of life, right? This, this zodiac wheel. In order to stop or to escape these cycles or circles of incarnation, you have to look from the outside or observe from outside of those circles. So you have to be able to think beyond that reality, that limited space, okay? You have to be able to center yourself and see it from a local perspective, see it from your perspective and gain control over your perspective in order to grow it and make it bigger, okay? So there would be an energy of a drug addict, right? And that energy, before it was a person or a thing, it existed already in the universe, okay? It existed somewhere in the mind, right? In the, in the grand source, right? In the, the, the alpha, the omega, the supreme, um, uh, whatever you want to call it, right? There's many names for it. 
Okay. But it had to, in order to experience itself, it had to go through a process, right, of creation in order to essentially have a life, in, in order to have a form, to have a purpose, right? To have a divine path, if you will. Because if like and unlike is the same, that means we are all gods in a sense, whether you're aware of it or not, right? So, with 47, you know, it's it's right up the alley of all seven um, laws. You know, rhythm is dealing with rap music, you know, capital C's with uh, heavy with rhythms in hip hop. Um, you know, the gender. Uh, if, if, if on the website, you'll see him with uh, in a white T-shirt and he's wearing the Baphomet goat symbol on his shirt now don't confuse that with satan that's not satan satan's not real all right satan actually comes from uh the word saturn right and saturn um has rings around the, its planet just like a halo all right or a crown chakra so the seventh chakra okay so jesus who was the light bearer by the way Lu look this up on your phone lucifer is the light bearer but also Jesus is the light bearer. Lucifer is the name of the planet Venus, the love planet. And what was Jesus message all about? <laughs> love. Right. Remember, Lucifer is a fallen angel. So that fallen angel fell to earth and became man. He became a God, he became you. You are Lucifer, the fallen angel. And Satan or Set is your pineal gland. Set was the ancient Egyptian deity of darkness, chaos, magic, and melanin, and DMT. All right. So 47, you know, with the heart, four being the heart, as I just explained, Venus, Lucifer. Um, oh, and by the way, Capital Steve's, when he killed himself, he jumped off of the Cinematic Music Group's uh, building and committed suicide. So he literally, whether he knew it or not, he unconsciously acted out what Lucifer's story was. Remember the fallen angel or the fallen angle of light. I hope y'all ready for this. Anyway, these principles, once studied and applied, you can now begin to tap into magic. And that's what the next podcast is going to be about. It's going to be a complete how-to guide for magic and maybe some psychic stuff too because it goes together. This is all about the mind. Remember, the universe is mental. The all is mind. Your spirit is in your head. It's in your mind. You can visualize your astral body right now. Your astral body is just an imaginary thought form of you. You can creatively focus and direct your spirit, your astral body, your doppelganger to do whatever it is you want. You can fly to Paris right now in your head. You can fly to Venus. You can moonwalk on the moon. You can space travel. You can time travel. You can teleport. You can walk through walls all using your creative imagination using your mind, using your spirit, 
your will, your focus, your force, your push, your pull. And remember, like and unlike is the same. So if you act out things um, in your physical body or in your mental body, in your in your mind, then it will also be acted out in some way on a symbolic level in the physical world around you. And it's 247 right now as I'm saying this to y'all. Go to star47brand.com. Follow the podcast. So, you can create universes in your head. You can have infinite experiences all within the safe realm of your imagination. Once you combine that ability with meditation and focusing your will, focusing your forces on completing a task, then you will begin to unlock some of the secrets of magic and synchronous in synchronicity. So I encourage you to study up and get ready for the next podcast. Cause we're going to be going in heavy. So, This is G bringing you another Star 47 podcast. If you like the content, go to star47brand.com. Follow along as we continue on our journey to enlightenment. Hope y'all have a good day out there. Till next time. Peace.